Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and of course your guide to all that is going on in the world of Korean skincare, beauty and more this week. And this episode is a jam-packed episode. The tea, as the young kids say, is piping hot. Uh, And that is because we have a few scandals and resolutions of scandals, I think would be the best way to put it in the news headlines at the moment. Now, the first one is that there have been confirmed reports of fake Laneige products circulating in China. Uh, And this is causing a lot of headaches for Laneige's parent company, Amore Pacific. So the product in particular that has been apparently circulating uh, with fakes in the market is the Snow Snow Silky Soft Sunscreen. Uh, And I don't think this is necessarily sold in all countries, but it is sold in China. And what has happened is that some local Chinese consumers were complaining about the efficacy of the sunscreens that they've per- they purchased and basically were saying that it wasn't up to scratch, it wasn't up to standard, and then the company had to take a look into it, obviously, and has been able to uh, confirm that there were actually fakes that were circulating in the market, uh, and experts in the Chinese market are saying that this is not a new problem. There are a large amount of fake Laneige products already in circulation in China and that that is causing a problem uh, and a blow to the sale of genuine products. Uh, So, you know, this kind of maybe sounds like the sort of thing that might just be confined to China but then again if you think about the fact that a lot of this stuff does actually end up overseas in foreign markets you can see why the company would be actually quite concerned about this it's definitely not the first time I've heard of this happening if you shop at some of the bigger known marketplaces particularly in the states uh, I won't say the name of the company but there is one in particular that is a little bit famous for an issue with fake cosmetics and that's because they pull all the products from lots of different sellers in together so that even if you are buying a uh, for example sunscreen let's use this example from seller a if seller Z all the way down the line put a fake product into their warehouse then you could end up with that product so this is a little bit of an ongoing headache I think generally not just for k-beauty companies for all companies but particularly where there are just these really cult products I mean there are many k-beauty companies that have tried to introduce things like stickers like holographic stickers and whatnot so that you can verify that the product is actually real uh, I remember a company called Papa Recipe had an issue with their their Bombay face masks many years ago uh, that used to get a lot of ripoffs and so they sort of instituted a system. Other brands try and get around it by regularly updating their packaging to kind of keep one step ahead of the counterfeiters and the people making fakes. Uh, but this is a thing I see all the time online. People asking, did I get a fake product? Maybe sometimes the spelling is off. Um, what did I see the other day? Someone was 
was wondering if um, a particular K-beauty company based in Korea had sold them a fake version of a Hamish product. Uh, but that particular retailer I know owns a stake in Hamish. So there's no way that they're going to be selling fake Hamish products. But there was uh, a misspelling, uh, something that had been incorrectly printed and misspelled on the back of one of the products that this person had received. So they were in a bit of a tears wondering whether they'd been sold a fake. Uh, in that particular case, very unlikely, considering that the K-Beauty Mall, uh, I know, owns a stake in Hamish. So I don't think they have any reason to uh, trade in fakes. Uh, but that was in the news. The other thing that I thought, uh, well, it caught my attention, maybe because we were talking about plastic surgery in Korea last week, but there is a new bill that has been submitted uh, for reform to the medical act. So Beauty Nuri is reporting that consumers, if this goes through, will be more easily able to check the price of cosmetic surgeries in Korea. And the reason that this bill has been put forward is because it is aiming to stop the issues that have been identified with various plastic surgery advertising apps. So there's a couple of ones that are really popular. Barbie Talk is one. Gangnam Onni is another one, which we spoke about last week. Uh, And so the aim of this bill would be to publish the information about medical expenses so that consumers can more readily know the pricing for common procedures, uh, things like double eyelid surgery or whatnot like that. Uh, And uh, I guess that leads us into the backstory of what has been happening with these plastic surgery advertising apps. So essentially, the apps, the way they function, if you go in and have a look at them, if you if you can read Hangul, if you understand Korean, you will notice that they've got a whole bunch of what seems like ads for various different plastic surgery clinics. And that's okay under the medical act, like you are allowed to advertise your services. But where they sort of ended up in hot water is that Article 17 of the, the medical law as it currently stands prohibits anyone from introducing, arranging, or attracting patients to medical institutions or medical personnel for profit, such as, for example, discounting their own charges, providing money, and things like that. Now, this is where the apps got into some trouble many years ago, but it's only just worked its way through the court system as of now. So to cut a long story really short, the CEO of the company that operates Gangnam Onni was actually actually sentenced to a suspended prison term. He was on trial for introducing and arranging 9,215 patients to 71 hospitals by selling coupons for treatment products via the Gangnam Oni app, uh, basically from September 2015 to November 2018. So this is quite an old issue, but he received a lot of money in return. And this went all the way through the court system and he finally got his sentence uh, and, you know, on charges of violating the medical law. So that is kind of what prompted all of this in the first place. These apps are very popular. I have pulled some stats for you. As of July 2022, there were three 3.8 million cumulative subscribers to Gangnam Onni, uh, 1,800 hospitals, and the number of consultations and reviews exceeded 1.8 million and 1 million respectively. So suffice to say that this kind of thing is big business. 
but they need to abide by the uh, legal requirements, by what the apps, uh, sorry, what the medical law says. Uh, in particular around profiting from introducing people to medical institutions. So having a bit more transparency around pricing, I think it is hoped that that will, um, you know, lessen some of the issues around these kind of apps. Uh, But again, as we spoke about on last week's episode, if you didn't already tune into that one, we ran through, or I ran through with you guys rather, uh, you know, just the the landscape of plastic surgery in Korea, what kind of uh, businesses it encompasses, Um, you know, the history of it, the popular procedures and things like that, and how it has developed, you know, as an entire culture, really. So go and tune into that if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about this. But there you go. That was in the news this week. So I thought I would just share some of that and the the controversy, I guess, around these plastic surgery apps in general. I'm super curious to know whether apps like this exist in other countries. Like I know there are websites like realself.com that, you know, do kind of something similar, I guess, where they have like, you know, people giving their reviews for plastic surgery procedures, reviews for doctors, uh, and doctors come on and like answer people's questions about specific procedures. But you'll have to let me know whether this is a thing in other cultures, in other languages. plastic surgery apps. Come and find me. I am on the gram at lauren.kbeauty and I always love to hear from you guys about what you're listening to and what you want to hear more of. So if you haven't already, jump in the DMs and let me know. All right. So we have, of course, a couple of new releases for you over on the Style Story website, stylestory.com.au. And I've been noticing that we're getting more and more American Uh, shoppers coming onto the website and I'm curious as to whether they have found out about us from the podcast or not uh, because I know that the podcast we've gotten many many more US-based listeners in recent times so if that's you thank you very much can't wait to get your products over to you as well we have a new release from AHC so this is the 10 revolution of the real eye cream for face. So this is the newest one that is out. And in keeping with the tradition of the other eye cream for face formulas, this can be applied on your whole face as well. So used, it's giving you the nutrition, the concentrated nutrition of an eye cream, but as a facial moisturizer. And this product is always a favorite of celebrities, Korean actresses, but this particular version of it contains twice as much collagen as previous formulations. And it also has stem cell cultures. So with over 1300 proteins as well. So a really good one to use on anywhere where you are trying to target the appearance of your fine lines. Uh, If you've got looser skin, maybe around your neck, uh, smile lines, anything like that, this is a great product to apply. It comes in a 30 mil uh, container as well. The other product that we have had in by popular request is the Son & Park Beauty Filter cream glow. So this is one of those multifunctional creams that gives you an enhanced skin tone, 
gives you your skin a more peachy look just to make it look a little, little bit more vital and alive. So it basically works as a primer or a base for your makeup or foundation. Uh, very popular product that was uh, a winner in the Allure Korea Best of Beauty Awards. Uh, and, you know, it's designed, the name Beauty Filter comes from the idea that it is as if you are wearing a filter for your skin in real life. Uh, so go and check that one out on starstory.com.au now if that looks like something that would be up your alley. Uh, and we have had a question of the week come through as well. And this is actually from a long time uh, customer of, of mine, of ours. Uh, she has been purchasing from us for many years and she was asking for some suggestions. So she's in her 50s and she's tried a lot of different products, but in particular, she's still worried about her pigmentation and would like something as well for her pores. And she sent through some photos and I told took a look at her photos and I think I just wanted to have a chat through this issue with you guys as well because I always like to be very upfront in the limitations of skincare as opposed to medical products and procedures and pigmentation is undoubtedly one of these issues that can be very tricky to tackle and it can be very tricky to tackle depending on the cause of it and how severe it is with skincare products alone. So the number one thing that you can do for your skin if you have pigmentation is to apply a sunscreen. There is no better product that you will buy, that you will use in your routine, particularly when it comes to anything like pigmentation, melasma, all of those kind of issues. So if you're not already, I would once again invite you <laughs> to use a sunscreen. If you are based in Australia, make sure that the product you are using is an SPF 50 plus and make sure it is TGA listed. Make sure it has an OSTL number on it. Don't muck around with things that aren't approved for sale in Australia. And I know that this is a Korean beauty show podcast, but there are no Korean beauty sunscreens that I know of that are approved for use in Australia. Uh, I w- w- was back in Australia in February 2023 for the first time since 2019. And I am I was blown away. I was really shocked by how unused to the sun I was and really, really taken aback by just how much more brutal and strong it is, particularly than the sun in Korea. And it just really reinforced my view that I just don't think it's worth messing around with non-Australian approved sunscreens in Australia. The conditions down there are so different from the conditions that people are used to and are facing in other parts of the world. And you just need that extra level of reassurance. Uh, You know, I I heard someone saying the other day on a different podcast that Australians apparently look five years older than their age uh, compared to people in other parts of the world. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I think it might be more than that. Um, I went and visited... uh, a dermatologist that I have known for many years and he had forgotten how old I was. And he actually said to me, he said, I think that we have your date of birth written down wrong because there's no way that you are 35. And I said, no, that's true. I was, I was born 
in the year that you're looking at, that's me. And he just could not get over it. And he was just like, I don't understand. And I just said like, well, firstly, K-beauty, obviously. (laughs) Thank you very much. He was like, you look like a kid. And I mean, I take very good care of my skin. Obviously, this is my hobby. It's my passion. It's my life. But there is something to be said about the fact that I have not been in the same sun and exposed to the same level of damage as everyone else has. In the time that I've been over here and looking after my skin in Korea, I've also not been exposed to the sun in Australia. And now I can really tell the difference between, uh, you know, people that have been there every day because they live there and people that are not there every single day. So... If that is you and you fall into that category, then please, please, please do make sure that you wear sunscreen. However, I'm going to just come out and say it that if you feel as though you aren't getting the results that you are hoping for with skincare products like vitamin C, which, you know, are a great addition to a skincare routine if you are looking to tackle things like pigmentation, dull skin, patches, particularly when used together with your sunscreen, they have a boosted benefit, they enhance each other. Uh, I Some uh, options that I suggested to this customer were uh, Laneige's Radiant C Vitamin Spot Ample. Really enjoy that product and Innisfree's uh, True Vitamin C23 Serum as well. Both of them are up on the Style Story website at the moment and both are good options for the morning. Another thing that can help with assisting with a more even skin tone uh, and making the skin just look smoother is a product like Apple B's Glutathione Brightening Tone-Up Cream. That's a really nice one for the morning. But if you're using products like this and you have been quite religious with your sunscreen and everything else that you're doing and it's just not going away or you're just not happy with it, then go and have a chat to a dermatologist. Now, I know that that is not going to be within the reach of everybody, but when it comes to things like this, there is a limit to what you will be able to achieve with skincare products alone. And anyone else that tries to tell you otherwise is probably just trying to sell you something or take your money. And I would rather that you can make an informed choice or at least understand why you are maybe not getting the same results as everyone else. If a dermatologist is not in your reach, that's there's nothing that can be done about that. You know, People have many, many reasons why they don't have the time, money, uh, or how long it takes to get in to see one. Uh, But they can prescribe things that will really assist. Uh, And I am not a a doctor or a dermatologist, and this is not medical advice, but things like hydroquinone that can be used topically. And they will often also recommend combining it with something like retinol very, very effective for things like this. In more serious cases, they may recommend a round of laser treatment. Uh, And there are lots of different lasers that can be used. It really depends on your skin type. So the kind of lasers that, uh, for example, Indian skin and some of those that have a different type of pigment in it respond to will be different to people that have Caucasian skin. So it's very, very important that you speak to a specialist someone that has the appropriate certifications, knows what they're doing, and very importantly knows about the the, uh, type of skin that you have. It's the same thing for melasma. In the wrong hands, 
using the, an incorrectly set laser on conditions like melasma can actually make it worse. So you want to make sure that you are going to someone that really does understand what they're doing. Pigmentation is also very stubborn. Uh, and even though you can get rid of it, it can come back up to the surface. So it does sometimes require a lot of effort and that will naturally involve time and money as well. So I'm not saying that everyone needs to or should go out and get, you know, any of these kind of treatments or whatnot. But I do think it's important to acknowledge that there is a limit to what can be achieved with regular, ordinary, non-medicated skincare products. So do just keep that in mind if this is an issue for you and you're not getting the results that you want. It may just be that this is the kind of thing that is not going to go away by itself. Uh, and that you might need to take that next step if it is something that really does, you know, concern you, if it's affecting your your confidence, your self-esteem, or you just don't like the way that your skin is looking and, you know, it can't be covered with makeup or things like that. Just know that there that would be the next step, I guess, after all of the kind of things that we're talking about here. So I just like to be upfront with these kind of things because um, I just think it's better to know and there's just there's just no getting around it this is one of those things it's like many of the other skincare conditions for example acne there will be a limit to what you can achieve with skincare if you have severe cystic pustular acne that is just anyone that tries to suggest otherwise or tells you that oh you know no you just need to get your gut health in check Getting your health in check is always a good thing and, you know, you should do whatever you can. But for really serious medical conditions like that, often you will be looking at a medical answer to the problem. I think that is just it's better to just get that out there up front and say that so that you know when it's time to seek assistance or additional help if you need to. So look, I, I'll, I'll leave that there. I don't want to go on about it, but I just thought I would mention that on the show today as well, because that's a question I do get from time to time. And that that's the honest answer. Uh, now, on to some new K-beauty reviews. You know, I love seeing what everyone's writing. I just, I, I, I've had a really good belly laugh at some of the reviews that people have been leaving for the last couple of weeks. So let's have a look at what our reviews say for this week. Now, the first one is for Jelly Code's Dewy Glaze Toner. Nice, short, sharp review. Five stars. I love it. It's the best toner I've tried so far. So thank you very much to our reviewer. We've also got a new review for Bubble Tea Steam Cream and our reviewer gave it five stars and said, "I an absolute staple. I can't get enough of this cream. I've purchased it three times already before the last jar had run out as I can't face a day without it. My sensitive skin is completely happy with this product. It goes on like a dream, sinks in well, leaves a lovely soft to touch moist finish and makes my skin feel protected and pampered. I have dry skin, which has repaired through regular use of this product. I would highly recommend this. So thank you very much to everyone who has shared their thoughts on the Style Story website for the products that you have purchased recently. Now, to finish up this week, I have a recommendation for the week. And that is, if you haven't already, the second half of the Korean beauty drama. Korean beauty drama. It's not a Korean beauty drama. It's a Korean drama. The Glory. The second half has been released on Netflix. If you haven't already seen the first half, go and watch it. It's 
amazing. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, now, look, I did have a couple of comment, uh, comments when I shared this on my Instagram from listeners uh, and followers that said I I just couldn't. The, the school bullying and the school violence scenes, I just couldn't make my way through them. And that's true. This is definitely on the more extreme edge of that. One thing I will say is if you can make it through the first couple of episodes, it gets a lot lighter on that kind of really graphic stuff as it goes through. It obviously has some quite dark themes. That's unavoidable. If you really can't stomach anything like this, then I think probably it's not the drama for you. But the way it's written, the way the plot unfolds, uh, the characters were really, really impressive. The actors, I thought, thought, all did a really, really good job. This is probably one of the top dramas I think I've ever watched, and I've seen hundreds at this point. So I absolutely loved it, and I definitely don't love everything from this particular um, director either. She, for me, is quite hit and miss. So I was a little bit skeptical going into this one because I thought she's had some, in my views, ones that just really couldn't capture my attention over the years so I thought I'm not sure like I'll go in with tempered expectations but this was amazing the second half was amazing I saw some commentary online with people saying oh they didn't think the second half was as good I'm not one of those people I thought the second half was awesome a little bit of a change of tempo but like you kind of needed to be to develop the story so if you haven't already Go and check out The Glory. It is currently on Netflix. It stars Song Hye Kyo as the lead actress. I think she is brilliant in this. I feel like this role was made for her. Uh, So that is my recommendation for the week. I am going to leave it here and I will be back in your ears on Thursday for our deep dive episode. Until then, I will see you on Style Story. 